Hey, welcome to uh, the, the Dwayne, Dwayne and Jennifer, Jennifer show. show. I didn't know where we were going. Hey, this week we're talking about emotions. What do you do with them? Do you hide them? Do you stuff them? Do you let them air out? All right, Jennifer, um, you were gone for, you know, days. 36 days. Was it really 36? 36 days. All right. Well, it's good to be back in the studio, back in the home. Yeah. Super glad you're back. I was in Brazil for a season, um, and it's freezing here. It's cold. Yeah. I I left, like, beautiful 75 to 79 degrees gorgeous weather the humidity was there but not quite like it will be in um, another month in brazil where we lived in brazil so now we're back to cold and there's no leaves on the trees no it's uh entering that season where everything dies everything dies but i'm actually excited about this topic um first of all is there anything that's different um in terms of i'm not missing a tooth anymore is that what you mean? No, that's not what I mean. It's not about you. Is there anything different about me? Um, well, yes. For those that are watching on the video. Yeah, well, I'll just say this. My change is kind of permanent. Yours will change again. I was missing a tooth, and I got a dental implant in Brazil. So Come when on, I church. smile big, I have a tooth now. Come on. And Dwayne, you got some fancy new glasses. I got glasses. some new glasses. And I love them. Um, it's They're different. They're a little bit more bolder than in days gone by, what I was wearing a little bit more. Um, but to me, this is vintage Dwayne. The creative side is coming back. Come baby. on, church. And I love it. All right, man. Well, I'm excited about this topic because I've been experiencing some, uh, I don't know if I use the word breakthrough, but understanding. Understanding. Mm-hmm. Whoa, good word, Jen. I know, right? Understanding around the topic of emotions. Yeah. And so to set the context for a conversation, um, I think I just want to. Just, you know, we're called those that love Jesus, those that are have been saved, those that have been transformed, um, given new life by the cross. We have now this call to love God. Mm-hmm. And so that is what this life is about. And it's to love God with all of us, all of who we are. And so depends which scripture you use, but... I mean, which scripture you're reading from, but we're called to love him with our soul. Yeah. And, you know, the traditional thought is um, that we're made up of three parts. So mm-hmm. what makes up who I am? So I am physical, mm-hmm. then I am spiritual, and then there is my soul. Mm-hmm. And so within the soul, we have um, the the emotions. Mind, will, emotions. So our mind, will, and our emotions. So we have our intellect that what our thoughts mm-hmm. and then we also have that place where we make decisions <laughs> and then we have in there our emotions yes and so um so we're to love god with our soul mm-hmm. and so in many ways the the roots of much of the thought of the church today so much of our root system and where this comes from is actually rooted in a place where we were taught to not really pay attention to our soul. Sure. Um, so I'm just going back like four decades mm-hmm. where, um, you know, counseling was, oh my gosh, they're going to counseling. They're messed up. 
Right. It was almost considered like you weren't trusting God. Absolutely. And there was a level of, that was really sinful that you did that. Can you believe it? You know what I mean? I mean the whisper of their in counsel. 100%. Mm-hmm. And so we have not, I don't think, done a good job mm-hmm. of engaging with this part. I think right. probably, that's not totally accurate. I do think that we've had good teaching and application on changing our thinking. Yeah. You know, meditate on the word, be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. That has been true. Mm-hmm. And that's essential. It is essential. That doesn't go away. No. I actually believe it now more than ever. Absolutely. Um, but, or see fruit of its change in my life more than ever. Um, but then there's this part of our emotions. So where we feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've done a good job engaging with the emotional mm-hmm. side of our, of our faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, I think what one of the things we're, we, we've been talking about is, is emotions are kind of neutral. Um, so it's not, and what I mean by neutral is they, they reveal maybe a deeper reason. Like you you should be going, okay, I feel this. Why? Well, I think emotions are messengers. Yes. Emotions are fruit. Messengers and fruit. Yet they're also liars. Flesh that out for me. Well, I mean, I'll just be graphic. I'm thinking about what I feel when I'm on my period. Like when there's hormone change, okay. my feelings get flooded with but, a lot of untrue or exaggerated emotions around something. But but, my, but I think um, to counter you and then destroy your argument. Oh, go baby. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, but it is a result of hormone change in your body. Right. So it is a fruit from that perspective. Yeah, you know but, what I mean. It's a, it's a, it's a fruit of what's going on. Okay, yeah, that's, and that's a valid point. But and, but during during your period, <laughs> mine not so much, but during yours, right? <laughs> there is, um, you would feel much greater um, emotions than really the situation called for. Right. So basically, the, my point in all that is just because you feel something doesn't mean it's accurate. Okay. And and so. Like for a woman, when she, you know, has PMS or you early stages of pregnancy or several things, sometimes you got to turn those the volume down on those emotions yeah, because they're not accurate. And, you know, they're not accurate because three to five days go by and you feel like yourself again. Yeah. And so women have varying degrees of that experience. But to me, that's a caveat that needs to be stated. Otherwise... You just go, no, this is how I feel. This is the way it totally, is. Boom. Totally. And that's not okay. No, it's not okay. So go on. Sorry, I had to add that. Well, it's just, um, you know, we've had the inner healing journey uh-huh. and that has come into the church. And now we have several different ministry t- styles or mm-hmm. many different veins along inner healing. Right. And I think that it's incredibly valid like Mm -hmm. needed and important yes but where i feel like that um ministry has fallen short is i think it's only a third of the of the journey or a half the half the journey in regards to understanding why i do what i do Mm -hmm. um why i respond the way i respond Mm -hmm. what's my natural response what are those things that are just boom 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 i do right and I feel like 
um, this more emotional, healthy conversation, emotional health conversation is maturing and making it more practical and easier for me to engage. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Easier for you to engage in what? To, for me to navigate why I feel what I feel and why I do what I do. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, I feel like it's it's an important mm-hmm. um, maturing of this, how to engage with our emotions. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I feel like there's so much in my head that we can talk about on this, but there's a book that, um, I highly would, I would highly recommend and it's, um, be kind of, kind of trendy in some circles and some streams, but it's called emotionally healthy spirituality by Peter Scarzero. Mm -hmm. Um, so he, he, He's got great content. Excellent content. Yeah. That I'm I'm really provoked by. Yeah. Um that is just um it's just this new I mean he's just got excellent content and I'm really enjoying it. And so when you look at at the emotional journey um and what he does that I really appreciate is he looks at biblical heroes or biblical characters. Right. Um indivi- biblical individuals and in that highlights maybe some of their decisions and then within the scriptures you can see some emotional weakness dysfunction or immaturity yeah and so it's been helpful for me to to see that yeah so question my first question for you jennifer would be so the emotion the conversation of the emotion of our emotions what is the first steps you think? I have some thoughts, but what are the first steps you think of beginning to engage with my soul mm-hmm. and begin to ponder and begin to interact with my emotions? Where do you begin? Like mm-hmm. if if you're kind of your emotion, you're aware of your emotions, mm-hmm. but you haven't done much with it. So you yeah. got some fear, some insecurity. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's seasons of a little depression, mm-hmm. little sadness. Um, where do you begin? I think you begin by asking yourself questions like, why do I do that? Where did that come from? When did that begin? Mm -hmm. And just ask yourself those questions. Cause I feel like we've all left an event and went, why did I act like that? I did that thing. I don't like to do what, what triggered that? Why did I do that? You know what I mean? I think everyone has an experience where they were in some sort of situation and they did they they acted in a way that they're not happy with yeah. and then on the way they get in the car and go what did i do that for why did i say that yeah. and i think instead of just then beating yourself up all the way home yeah. then turn it into dialogue with the lord okay what so why did i do that why did i do that um why how did about, i say that why did i feel that way why do i um i think in our relationships mm-hmm. why do i why do I do this in relationships? Yes. Why do I treat my spouse this way? Right. Why am I not excited about getting married? Right. <laughs> I'm in this right. relationship. Why does, when she, when she says this, mm-hmm. why do I respond in such a way? Yeah. Because I've been noticing as we've, you know, I, I've kind of done this, this type of thing for years. Mm-hmm. I, I would sit with the Lord and ask him, why do I do that? Help yeah. me. And yeah. often I would get supernatural insight into my story, but it doesn't always have to be a moment of revelation. 
You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like you can deconstruct these thoughts, these feelings, these trigger points. And of course, in with God, not like go down this morbid, unguided tour of your soul and deep, deep introspection, because you're always going to find something. Right. I mean, until he returns, I'm broken. In him, I'm perfect. Right. My living condition is different than my legal position in Christ. This is called sanctification here on earth as I walk it out. Yes. Yep. And so there's always going to be stuff. There's always remodeling to be done. There's always I mean, construction. I mean, we just have to keep in mind we live with with, in a, with sinful nature. Yeah. We were sinful. And then we also um, were born into that, but then we also... Uh, have relationships with people that are right. the same as us. Right. So um, let me ask you another question then. Speak into how does my past mm-hmm. impact my present day responses and behaviors? Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, I think it impacts it a lot um, d- to the degree of healing that you've walked through. And so... I have, even now at 53, going, my goodness, there's still layers to this onion. And how is it this feeling that I'm having reduces me to a child? Like, and then I go, okay, Lord, where, when did this start? Yeah. What does this remind me of something? Yeah. And then I go, oh, yeah, that reminds me of that. And so I'll just be vulnerable and share a little one. Um, when I was in first grade, there was some stuff going on in my home. I won't go into all of that. And I was resistant to the teacher and, and she thought I had a learning disability. So she sent me to the special needs class. There was a, a point in the class period where I was sent to the room. We called it the annex with special needs kids and like severe special needs. So I'm I'm walking there and I get in there. I mean, the a lot of these kids are drooling. Okay. It is it's hardcore. Yeah. And so the teacher told me that's where I belonged. Yeah. And I remember the feeling of shame of leaving the classroom and walking to the annex every day at this certain point. Yeah. Embarrassed, ashamed, what's wrong with me? Right. And so that was like a, ugh, a little traumatic moment. And, and no, those are huge. Huge. Moments. So yes. things came to light. And, you know, anyway, I got into, a, I was evaluated by a child psychologist and they determined I was not unintelligent or yeah. have special needs, but opposite da, da, da. so but that feeling i have felt that feeling many times in my life yes but had never made the connection that the the feeling originated when i was six okay but i felt it at, at 50 i felt right. it at 30 I, that exact feeling that paralyzes you and causes you to go there's something wrong with me right. i'm made wrong right. i'm different and this different is wrong yep. you know what i mean and so those become paralyzing moments but when i and, and then i just try to get that memory out of my head as fast as i can make it go away make it go away make it go away but the truth is i need to sit in that for a second and so, so just before yeah. before you go to fixing it, yeah. So what you're saying is, and and um, so there's a term that 
that I love actually that uh, like more the reformed world uses and it's called, you know, spiritual formation. So another way it's discipleship it's, but it's yeah. laying a proper foundation. So if we think of our, ourselves um, as children, I mean a baby mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we're being formed. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there's a, a correct way to form a child. Yeah. Um, and we've probably done it because we have perfect children. We're perfect parents. Wow. That's, wow. Right. <laughs> let's let's high five each other. <laughs> so I think we have to come to the conclusion nobody's going to be perfectly formed. No. Okay. Because we we truly are. They're born with a sinful nation nature. So a child has its own decision making journey. But then also we just have those moments of anger, those moments of rejection that we're not even done with on purpose, but it right. comes from other people's yep. brokenness. So in our formation, we're not perfectly formed. We're yes. not correctly formed. Right. So there's areas that we're now we're wrongly formed. Right. And th- that wrong formation comes from an experience, experience like with, that. Yeah. So that, that shaped you. Mm-hmm. And now that is now a mode of operation for you when you get yourself in a similar circumstance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about where your past actually forms you and now your present day experience is formed by negative, I'm speaking mostly of negative experiences and mm-hmm. it impacts how you how you act, respond, live today. Right. And it's mostly subconscious. Am yes. I correct with that? I think so. I do too. Um, but yeah. It, yeah. And l- let me just say this. What's interesting about the feeling I felt, you know, walking to the annex. Yes. And and I, I had been sick a lot, so I missed a lot of school. And so even songs that you sing to memorize different things, yeah. I didn't know those songs. Because so, they did it while you were... Be, right. Okay. But the, and and a, a, a child who's formed properly goes, oh, well, I missed that day. Yes. I go, I'm stupid. <clears throat> right. And so... And that that feeling of, you know, low self worth, and yet I'm very confident. You know what I mean? So I, I'm. We're all complex. So I have these compartments where I'm reduced to a child. Well, I think you have, and I'm positive that you had in, in your formation. You've. To, I mean, I know some of your stories. I mean, some of the, but, but in regards to relational communication, mm-hmm. you're you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Thanks, baby. And so you should have confidence in that. Mm-hmm. And I think even how that was put on you was probably not healthy. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like in regard, I mean, there was a survival instinct in yeah. you. And so it was even for survival, you learned to communicate. Yes, yes. But regardless, if you would have been born even into a different home, you still would have, God gave you this phenomenal way to relate to mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So that you should have confidence in. Sure. Yeah, you know it's legitimate. I mean? It's yeah, legitimate. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'm, I'm thinking about these moments when I would go to the annex, that feeling I have felt many times, especially as a foreigner. And I realized that's where I felt it the strongest. 
is when I'm in a situation, I don't know the language or I say the wrong word yeah. or something like that where you walk into a restaurant and it's not your culture, so you don't know what to do. Do you stand and wait to be seated? Do you do you go and sit down? What do you do? What, what, right, right. what are those cultural things that you are typically raised to know, but when you're in another culture, you don't know it? Yeah. You don't know the social cues. And so the amount of shame and uh, I was in an internal paralyzation has happened a lot when I've been a foreigner, not just traveling that that feels different. But, I mean, but you've had that even traveling. Yeah. But, but we've lived in like long term in three countries. Yeah. So, yes, it's a yeah. To you know, are reduced in many ways to a child. And you're illiterate yep. until you're not. Yes. And that yet you're an adult, but you are dependent and you're illiterate until you can communicate. And those feelings of shame. And so, you know, whatever. And and I believe that impacted me in language learning because I literally believed I couldn't do it. Yes. And I'm just like, my gosh, if I had reconciled earlier the pain and the trauma of this experience and instead of trying to get the memory out of my head because it makes me feel bad, yes. sat with God, cried if I needed to cry, yes. and and work through it. So let's go to the next stage then. So, um, guys, we are not professional counselors. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think we've touched some things that that are are helpful. And mm-hmm. so, you know, in this, I Jennifer and I, you know, uh, probably two years ago, I'm just Two years ago, we both went through some counseling mm-hmm. and found it, both of us, I, I personally found it very, very helpful. Yes. At, you know, at 50, just engaging, you know, 50, you understand yourself a little bit more. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you're going, oh my gosh, this is why I am like this. Mm-hmm. You know. Both um, good and bad. Both good and mm-hmm. bad. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's just opening of our eyes. Mm-hmm. And so- I would, I would, two things for me that I would encourage people to do is first of all, um, I got this phrase from one of the people in our church, but get in touch with your story Uh and, and begin to like find somebody that you can tell your story to and that they can tell their story to you Yeah, and, and go, Hey, this was a major moment for me. And here's how that moment um, formed me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's how that moment, here's what I did with that moment. And here's how it shaped. Because it's in understanding that, then you get clarity on why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And for me, it takes those subconscious, those things I just respond to, and it brings them to the forefront. Yeah. And then I can engage with it. I can correct that behavior or correct that thought. Yeah. So I think getting in touch with your journey is really a powerful idea. Mm-hmm. And it's that place of self-examination of, okay, understanding myself better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to speak as a guy. I'm just going to make these rough numbers. Why don't you speak as a woman? Well, the reason I'm saying that is because a third, a third, a third, I'm going to say, of guys. Oh, okay. I think that there's a third of men who are, I'm just making up these numbers, but who are emotionally shut down, mm-hmm. who have just ignored their emotions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and have decided, you know what, I, I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. Or 
maybe didn't even make a conscious decision, but they don't, they're not in touch. And I, I, I've got relationships now where I know there's men that are going, I want to get more in touch with my emotions. Sure. So I think there's that group. And then there's the second group who are just, who are, you know, who are aware of their emotions, but they're, they're totally, um, don't know how to, how to engage with them. Right. Like they are, they feel things. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but they they have not yet learned to pay attention to them. Sure. And so, like, so from a guy's perspective, when you bring up this conversation, it's an awkward one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because men, there's so many. There, there really is these (laughs) these different groups, and I think there is, and (coughs) there is this place where I think men engage. Um, have a challenge engaging in this journey in this conversation. So a third, don't don't even maybe feel a ton. A third, feel a ton, but don't know what to do. And then I think there's a third that are going, hey, I actually I know semi how to engage. Yeah. And so that's where I think for this cup, this engaging with your story mm-hmm. will help you in identifying situations and emotions and how you came. Mm-hmm. And I think there's times for men, that situation, I'm just not going to feel that and yeah. I'm going to shut that off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you live void of some of your emotions. Right. And, and I think one thing that is interesting in this whole conversation is we're using the word story instead of testimony because uh-huh. testimony often is we tell what led us to the point of accepting salvation. And that's, I mean, and then a, boom, it's a great point. And then, Oh, and then the cross took care of the rest. Yeah, it's a great point. And so the, our story is still being written until it's done. Yeah. And so there's going to be things that have happened post salvation that are really pivotal to my story. Yeah. And this is all unto the process of me becoming like Christ, him being formed in me. Excellent. And I think um it's a great point. So engaging with your story and the reason why I bring up how men respond is the re- and the reason I think this is vital we engage with this mm-hmm. is because a a I think a pinnacle um, teaching of Jesus was in John is in John fifteen where um, that your joy may be full yeah and if I'm emotionally shut down or I'm emotionally um, uh, unconnected I think that you will. Um, not enter into the, what it, the the real deep fruit of following Christ and communing with the Trinity. Yeah, and that's why I think getting in touch with where you're at, understanding why you do what you do, mm-hmm. and then how seeing how it affects you emotionally. Mm-hmm. If you will go on that journey, mm-hmm. you can live a joy filled life from rich communion with God. Absolutely. But if you don't engage. I think there's a certain amount of brokenness or dysfunction mm-hmm. in your emotions mm-hmm. that you will never be able to engage with mm-hmm. with God in that area. I think that's a huge point. And 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 when we are not um, engaging with God in in these areas of our life, we actually don't want to be quiet. Oof. Mic drop. <laughs> because, no, it's profoundly accurate. Because when we're quiet, the stuff floats up to the top. And that's a huge, that would be part of my story, uh-huh. is 
I I had a hard time engaging with with God and even engaging with people in the present because I was so <laughs> traffic. The word that I would use would be driven. Yeah. And I could not find rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um and so I think that the next step in this journey would be what do I do when I now identify Mm -hmm. these areas? Mm -hmm. And so I think we should keep that for part two. Let's do it. So we'll do a part two on this conversation. Same clothes, Dwayne? Um, I, I think we change. Okay. You guys, we're, we're going to change our clothes and we'll be right back. Well, no, (laughs) we're going to do it next week. But my point is, um, I think that this is such a a huge topic, and I I really want to give a plug for Peter Scarzero's content. Mm-hmm. He's the guy, emotionally healthy spirituality, and so he's kind of coined this phrase: his him and his their ministry. So they got emotionally healthy relationships, emotionally healthy church, emotionally healthy leader, emotionally healthy woman, <laughs> uh, emotionally healthy uh, discipleship. So I think a lot that, of emotionally healthy things. Yeah. So. Um, one thing even I, you know, our church, we're, we're kind of entering into some of these waters and, and, and it's a big deal to me is that when a new insight, new teaching, new ideas come Mm -hmm. for me, I want to use it more as a tool than, Hey, I'm going to, this is now who I am. Yes. And so that's how I would encourage you to like, add this to your journey of loving God. Don't let this be now the thing that defines you loving God. Yes. But but it's, it's you know, and, and within culture, emotional health is now mental health. These things are being talked about. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, I just want to address that for a moment mm-hmm. because um, this, there's, there's, when anything like this, as I said, there's ditches. Like Mm -hmm. stuff can derail us and get us living in a ditch for five years. There's a couple things that as we're closing off here, I or just shutting shutting her down. I want to just address. Yeah. So I think you know you're driving down the road of engaging with your emotions. So the one side of the ditch is I don't I ignore how I'm ignoring my I'm I don't listen to this. And I don't engage with my emotions. You know, either I am emotional, I'm shut down, whatever it is, I don't go there. So that's one ditch. You just live your life without addressing your soul. That's not smart. But on the other side is you, you so go there that you now allow your emotional state to now define you. Mm -hmm. So there's... A, a possibility of being a victim. Uh-huh. Um, these things happen to me. Mm-hmm. Traumatic things happen mm-hmm. to me, and now this defines me. Yeah, and that is that is a not a good place to live. Yeah, because being a victim, um, you live paralyzed and in prison. Come on, and so you have situations, experiences where you could be defined like that. Yeah. You could be a victim. And yeah. so you need to go there and touch those emotions, mm-hmm. but you also got to be careful that they you don't become a victim. Right. Because a victim says, why me? Yeah. An overcomer says, okay, what now? Yes. How do I move forward? Yeah. And so there's this one, this one thing where I got to just highlight it. I thought it was brilliant. 
um, as an analogy about engaging with your story, um, i.e. engaging with your pain, or your, those painful experiences, those experiences. And so we use the analogy of the sun and your... And so you're chasing the sun, you're chasing that light, you're mm-hmm. chasing the breakthrough. Yeah. And so if you go west, you're just going to keep on chasing the sun. You show it off with your sense of direction? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Hey, Lewis um, and Clark. So you're just going to keep on pursuing that. Mm-hmm. But if you go east, you're going to go into darkness. Yeah. And But it's through darkness that that you'll find the rising of the sun. You'll find the light mm-hmm. breaking in. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was an excellent picture. Yeah. That, yes, engage with, you know, that, you know, that part of it is that idea of the dark night of the soul. I mm-hmm. go into those really dark places of my journey. Yeah. But the reason I'm doing it is that I can, can engage with the eternal, mm-hmm. that I can engage with life and victory and yes. healing yes. so that I can come out being healed through the experience yes and so you have to go through it you have to and we can even talk about this that you got to feel it you've got to allow yourself to engage with that pain Mm -hmm. with that emotion but Mm -hmm. you've got to walk through it yes and that's the ditch for me is i i just i just feel it and i just live there and now this is my 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 new reality and you identify yourself i'm this way because yes and, and I'm like, an really? Excuse, we just stay yeah. there? Yes, yes. And I don't, I don't, you know, the, the Lord is patient with me. He's patient with you. I want to be patient with people. And yourself. And myself, yeah, no matter where always, I'm at on yeah. the journey. But, but sitting down in the mud, making peace there is not an option. No, it's not. And it's absolutely it's not. critical because we want to be overcomers. Yep. And to be an overcomer, you have to walk through something, not just say you walk through something. Yes. Otherwise, yes. you're just a talking head who speaks in platitudes. Yep. You know, we just sound like a bumper sticker all the time. Yeah. Where 100%. we no, want reality 100%. in our life of what the Lord has done and testimony of him walking us through things. I mean, what I want for you as the person listening is f- is that you would engage in this journey, mm-hmm. go through those painful, like betrayal, like just, there's some people who are listening, I just, you've just been so betrayed. Yeah. And and you need to go there, mm-hmm. and you need to work through it, mm-hmm. so that you can, ha- you can be a person that is filled with joy. Yeah. And that's what I want for people. Yeah. That you would experience that divine joy mm-hmm. and that your soul has the capacity to hold it. Yeah. To feel it and to hold it. Mm-hmm. Like what I mean by there's not brokenness where it's just leaking yeah, out and you good. don't get to, it's momentary joy, but it's not a place that you live from. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Do We're I- gonna come back next week, address more of this. And I, I would even like to perhaps we'll interview, go on a journey with some just to give more clarity and more understanding. I would Absolutely. like to. There's somebody in my mind I want to even. Oh, they're push. in my mind too. Okay, Jen. Right there. See? Competitiveness. <laughs> oh, where did that come from? I think we should look into that. From being a winner all the time. That's where it comes from. <laughs> all right, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. If you like this, spread the news. Uh, subscribe. Ring the bell. Blah, blah, blah. You Much don't want to miss an episode, people. Much grace, guys. We'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.